welcome to the Marriage Prep Podcast. I'm Nathan Hooper. And I'm Allie Hooper. In this podcast, we will give you all the resources that you need to go from dating or engaged to creating a lasting marriage that will bring you more happiness than you ever thought possible. Here, we're going to interview experts and discuss important topics like how to know if your partner is right for you. We will provide you guys a list of questions and conversations that you need to be having to make sure you're both ready for marriage and on the same page. We will even dive deep into topics like sexual intimacy, finances, how to have a fair fight, and a whole lot more to make sure you can step up to that altar with complete confidence. So subscribe now and make sure you guys don't miss any episodes and we'll see you in there. What is up, guys? This is the Marriage Prep Podcast, episode number 15. Shout out to all the haters out there who didn't think we could make it this far. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But episode 15, this is one. It's just Ali and I on this episode, so really excited. The way it's going to work going forward is episodes that end in five and zero, so like 15, 20, are going to be just Ali and I. Episodes that end in four and nine, so like episodes 14 and 19, are actually going to be interviewing three couples like you guys heard on episode 14. Then episodes end in one, two, three, like 11, 12, 13, or 16, 17, 18, 6, 7, 8. Those episodes are going to be with one person or two people that we're interviewing. So more of, for the whole episode. Right. Um, so we want to kind of give you guys an outline, but this episode is going to be really, really good. This one is about the top 10 things you guys need to do to actually prepare for your wedding. Okay. We know the wedding is not the most important part of marriage, but it is still a big day. It is still a really fun and exciting day. And it's a very memorable day. So we want to make sure you have the best experience possible. That's a big part of getting prepared to be married is your actual wedding and the marriage part of it. So while for the most part, we're going to be focusing on for the in most episodes, we're going to be focusing on the actual marriage and strengthening your marriage. This one is going to be on the wedding. So kind of a fun twist. Yeah. And we kind of came up with this, this list of these 10 things based on things maybe we wish we knew or things we really liked that we did. And so really, this is just 10 things that, that we feel like really could benefit you guys. So without further ado, we're just going to kind of get into it. and start with the first one. So number one would be to try to have a time management plan for reception. This is something the night before our wedding, I was chatting with my dad and I realized, oh my gosh, I, have, I haven't planned out what time we're going to do everything and no one knows and that we, this reception could go till 11 p.m. And so that's something, this is just one thing that I think a lot of people maybe don't think about is like, think about, okay, six o'clock, everyone's going to arrive. Seven o'clock, we'll cut the cake. 7.15, we'll do the dancing. We'll do the bouquet toss at 7.30, do some more dancing, what, you know, mm-hmm. whatever works for you. But that will help you to kind of know, okay, this is what time we should put on our invites. Like that's just a good way to get started and really get you thinking about this reception that you're planning. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Just outlining your reception, having a picture in your mind of how it's going to go from one hour to the next, 15 minute section, next 15 minute section. That way it's organized and you know what's happening and you know when you're going to be leaving, when you need to get out of there and just everything is more organized. It's going to have flow a lot better. Definitely. So the next one, this is kind of a funny one and it's something that I kind of like, I learned from not doing this and I don't think it, I think this is definitely like differs from person to person. But with my wedding, I decided for our bridesmaids that I wanted to just have them where there were like two dresses I picked and there were 10 bridesmaids and yeah. five wore one dress and five wore the other dress. And I regret that because I think it's so much cuter when when you just let the girls pick whatever dress they want. You say, okay, I need you to pick olive green dress or like a blush dress or whatever. And then there's just this cute variety and the girls go away with this having a fun new dress that they got to pick. And so that's like a regret for me is I was in this weird space where I I feel like I like forced these girls to buy dresses that I don't know if they're going to like. And at the end of the day, I think it's just cute to be able yeah. to 
to let them pick their own dress. That being said, I would say like, go with whatever you think will look best for you. But just think about that and know that that's an option. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a huge thing where everyone has these $200 gowns that all match perfectly. Right. Well, I, what I would add on to that, Ali, is that I feel like that part of the wedding was actually really stressful for you because you want to make sure that you found dresses that the bridesmaids like. They'll be able to wear in the future. And so you were like looking through dresses a lot, trying to find like yeah, dresses you weeks. liked for your bridesmaids. And that was really stressful for you. So what I might add on to that is like, yes, like the dresses, like that's important, but like, don't let those like little things like become really big, stressful for you. Like at yeah. the end of the day, the dress that bridesmaids, bridesmaids wear is not going to be that important. Like that's so true. So don't let the little things that aren't super important become like this big stress in your life. Just like let the little things be little things and focus more on the big picture. And you're going to be a lot happier and have a, have a better wedding, I would say. Totally. I love that. Thanks for adding that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's going to be different for everyone, but that's something that I wish I would have done. And I would recommend to you is just let your, like every girl that I've had, that I've been a part of their wedding where they just let you pick your own dress in a certain color, it ends up looking cuter anyways. You know, there's some variety, you get to see personality. So that's just, but yeah, I would agree with Nathan. Just the principle of that would be, yeah, just don't let the little things become the big things, which I think us as girls when we're planning our weddings yeah. get, tend to do. It's already a stressful time. And so a, every little thing becomes. You have a Pinterest board for every little section. And if it yes. doesn't match your exact expectations, it's a disaster. So just, yeah, dial it down a little bit and don't get so stressed about the little, about the little things. Definitely. Cool. The third one would be sit down with your fiance and kind of just make a list together of everything that you want for your wedding, everything that you need to get done, and then try to like budget out time or like give yourself deadlines for when things need to happen. So we kind of made a list of a few things that you might not think about, but for example, maybe start with, okay, when does the venue need to be booked by if we're having a venue or are we taking, or are we having our wedding outside? When do we need to take our engagements? What food are we going to serve? What dress am I going to wear? What suit is my spouse going to wear or vice versa? What music are we going to have? Decorations, like plan that out and then figure out when we're going to get all those. What flowers do we want? What cake are we going to have? Honeymoon plans. There's so many things. And I will say while I was preparing for this podcast, I did find online there were tons and tons of like wedding checklists that you just like put in your email. So I'm sure they would send you emails, but you just put in your email and then there's this like big detailed outline of everything that you need to get done. So the point is, Figure out what you need to have happen with your fiance and then budget the time out accordingly so that you're not left with two weeks and having to plan everything or also so that you don't like hurry and plan everything in a, with like three months to spare and then your mind changes about what you want or whatever. Take your time, have fun with it, but plan that out. And I think that would re- alleviate a lot of stress. Yeah, no, And for example, like Ali and I are going to be living in new york for the summer and so we have a couple months to really get everything prepared and so what we're doing is we're making a big list kind of like your wedding checklist of everything that needs to get done by the time we leave or by the time you get married and then we're just grabbing those items and we're putting them into like week categories okay by the end of this week we want to have these two things done by the end of this week we want to have these three things done so that way you're breaking it all up into manageable parts you're not saving everything for the very last minute for you procrastinators out there and and me as well um, for sure, yeah. You're breaking it down into manageable parts. So this week, you know, by the end of this week, we want to have our venue booked and we want to have our photography session booked as well. Then the next week, we want to have like our catering ideas, like all figured out. We want to have our music playlist, whatever it may be, just like break it down week by week. So that way those things are getting done. You're working on it every single week, but you're not overwhelming yourself by having like this mountain of things you need to do. You're just breaking down 
bit by bit. That's going to be a lot more bite-sized and helpful for you. So you're not going to go crazy and just turn into a bridezilla or a groomzilla or whatever. <laughs> right. Maybe it's not exactly. going to be a big stress for you. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for clarifying that. And I think that it's important to remember to delegate. So once you have this list, then you could say, okay, I need to figure out like what decorations I'm going to have. Well, maybe call around and see if you know anyone who has decorations or whatever. I think we'll talk about this later in a later point. But yeah, once you have that list, delegate. And then also ladies, I know a lot of us like for, I think a lot of the times the woman ends up planning a lot more of the wedding than the man does because we've like thought about it our whole life. So a lot of times I'm just like generalizing here, but a lot of times we've like thought about what our perfect wedding might look like. And so we want to have things a certain way. And so we end up not really having our like fiance or future spouse help us. But I would say just make sure that you're giving them things that they can do, right? Like, okay, you pick what color of tie your groomsmen are going to wear. Pick like, let's figure out what suit you want to have. Let's have you be in charge of getting a playlist or having one of your friends be the DJ. There's things that you can both do so that it's, it's like a group effort. So yeah, that's kind of, that sums up that point, the third point, which is kind of sit down, make a list together, budget out that time. Anything else you would add to any of that, Nathan? Yeah, no, that's that's the biggest thing is just finding the time, scheduling it for when you get what done so it doesn't become a huge thing for you. And I think those wedding checklists are a great idea. So that way you're not missing anything. Nothing's falling between the cracks. You don't have everything planned. Then you realize, wait, we don't have any music. Right. It becomes a big disaster. Or we don't have any food planned. So that way, you know, everything's falling between the cracks. You're getting everything scheduled and you're doing it, getting it done when it needs to get done so that your wedding is perfect. Yes, totally. That's a great segue into our next point, which is just plan time to spend together without like doing wedding planning, just checking with each other. So whether that's like a weekly date or whatever it might be, I think it's easy to get caught up in mm -hmm. like, there's so much to do. What are yeah. we going to do? But when you're planning all of that, like make sure that you're still dating and you're still like yeah. getting ready and getting excited to be married. Totally. Like. Don't forget that the big point of the wedding is the life after your wedding. It's sharing your life together. It's getting married. It's not just like having this this one great party. Like it's getting married. So continue to prepare for your marriage. You know, continue to go through those questions. Deeper your deepen your relationship, strengthen your unity. That way, your marriage is going to be as good, if not better, than your actual wedding day. So totally. And that was a little shorter one, but the next point would be: this is something that we learn from our mistakes, right? This is something that we would recommend. So with thank you cards and invitations. So these I think would be a great thing to kind of like lump together. So a lot of you've probably, if if you have an Instagram, which most of you probably do, you've seen that when people get married, a lot of times they'll post like the link to I need your address or different ways to collect addresses for mm -hmm. wedding invites. And that's something that we did as well. But I think a lot of us think about, okay, we got to send out these invites so we can have everyone invited to our reception and everyone will know about our registry and everything else and got to make sure all of our friends know about it. But then after the fact, you know, it's kind of a tradition to send out thank you cards mm -hmm. um, for all the really generous gifts that you'll receive for your wedding. And that becomes very overwhelming. I guess we should confess, yeah, we but... were horrible about sending out thank you cards and I regret it to this day. Like it's... Yeah. So if anyone is listening and you gave us a gift... Consider this your thank you this card. Is your thank, thank you, you so card. much. We, we really appreciate it. We you. were honestly like, no, <laughs> that's like, we, we joke about that. But seriously, we were so amazed by like the generosity, but we just were the worst about, because mm -hmm. we it was just so overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think if you could budget this into your schedule of, okay, this week we're going to order the invites and we're going to print the labels. Well, then when you're printing the labels, maybe just double print labels. And then anyone who gives you a gift, you can yeah, save stick the that addresses. on. What I would do, because Allie and I, after we got married, it was 
we like had like a almost like a Christmas time where we just opened up all of our like registry gifts and we just like kind of enjoyed it was that. So fun, yeah. But what I would recommend is if you guys do that, just write thank you cards right then. Like yeah. open up the gift from someone, see what it is, and write a specific thank you note to them, thanking them for that gift, and then like get it Doesn't sent have out to be long. Yeah. right away. Because if yeah. you wait too long, then all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't even know where that. I don't even know where to find the addresses. I don't even remember what people gave me. Like it was just pressed. It became too hectic and too unorganized. Yeah. And it became like this daunting thing. We'd be like, we need to write thank you cards, and we're like, uh, it, we just it was so stressful. Kept putting it off. Yeah, we just kept putting it off and off. So totally. it, we never got around to it, and so that's a big regret for us. So. Don't follow after our footsteps when you're opening up your gifts, when you're looking at everything, see who gave it to you and write them a note right then and there. Uh-huh. It's going to be, it's going to improve like the way you feel because you're going to be so much more grateful because you're writing them a note right That's then. That's so true. And you're going to be able to be more organized to get them all sent out right away and people yeah. are going to appreciate you and it's just going to be a better totally. thing. So learn from us. Yeah. And don't do that. One more thing just to comment on that. We, with this day and age, a lot of your gifts are going to come before the wedding. And we happened to, to open a lot of ours because we were just so excited. Like if we get a Target package and we're, we're like, oh, I wonder what this is. And we would just open it up. So we would open them up. One thing would be like, that would be really helpful because they can't, usually we had like one or two come every day. We were really lucky and had a mm-hmm. lot of gifts coming. And so if we could just write two, get two thank you cards a day yeah. and send them out right then, then it's just a lot less overwhelming. Totally. So definitely something that we would recommend mm-hmm. for sure that we wish yeah. we would have done. We feel really bad about that and we'll definitely yeah. be holding our kids to and a higher standard if anybody else wants to send us gifts we have repented from our sins and we will send you a thank you <laughs> card so, so send us some gifts and we will uh, show you that we're grateful we'll you know we've grown since then absolutely oh man anything else you would add to that Nathan? no i think that's yeah that's a, the okay. biggest ones. awesome so the next one this is a this is a fun one so we wanted to talk a little bit about registry because i think this is overwhelming for a lot of people just like where do you start mm-hmm. and that goes along with the last and just thing. so you know like maybe someone's like you always hear the word registry but you don't really know what that is registry just very simply is like writing down and having like a, a list online through different websites of what you want as for gifts for your wedding so people yeah. who are going to give you gifts will go to these websites they'll like log into your registry and they will just choose from one of the things that you have. And then once that thing is bought, it's going to be X'd out. So no people, people will no longer buy that thing. So you're not ending up getting like four toasters, like two vacuum cleaners. Yeah. Like you'll get it's super what, nice. what you want. So it is yeah. really, really nice. Yeah. So so some places that you would create a registry would be like Amazon. We did one with a place called Zola. There's Target, Ikea. Lots of different places will allow you to make mm-hmm. a registry with them. I think they like that because yeah, they, then you're, they get a lot of your business. And so we came up with a fun list of things that we feel like would be good. We'll maybe share mm-hmm. some of them and then we'll also put them in the show notes, yeah. I think. So Nathan, do you want to share some of your yeah, favorites? So some of my favorites that might be like kind of underrated. I think a toolkit is really big. Like I've never been a big tool guy, but having toolkits around your house to be able to fix little things and put together IKEA furniture is huge. So definitely put a toolkit on there if you don't already have one. Another, like an electric screwdriver too. An electric screwdriver, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, a drill or something. Um, another big one that I really liked was office furniture, like uh, like an office chair. Like that's been huge for us. Like be able to have office chairs, especially when you're working at home these days. Yeah. So definitely put that on there. Then uh, there's a lot of the basics. Uh, I think another fun one to add on there is like board games. Yeah. Because people like your friends, oh. they want to get you something more fun. They don't want to get you like pots and pans or like And you're going to use that. And you're going to yeah. use that. So I think once you like once you get married, like board games become so much more common. Like we have game nights all the time. So I know we're so old. Yeah. So I would put down some a couple board games that you want to yeah. have. That's a that's a really fun gift for people to give you. So look, kind of diversify between your options. Yeah. Don't just have all things that are like uh, boring, whatever towels, laundry, yeah. whatever. Have like games and have decorations. Have more fun items yeah. that people who have that more more fun personality can go into those items and get you something that's more fun because they're going to appreciate that as well. 
Totally. Some really good advice my older sister gave me when I was making our registry also, just to add on to that and kind of similar to what Nathan said, is have a variety of prices. So you might Mm -hmm. have friends who like really want to get you a gift, but only have like 10 bucks to spend. Yeah. So you might find like a card game or like a throw pillow or something like small things that are less expensive. And then there's people like my parents had coworkers or like clients or whatever who really wanted to like splurge and get you something nice. So we put like an air fryer on our registry, Mm -hmm. like nicer, like expensive bedding, like things that you wouldn't. Yeah, we use our air fryer all the time. (laughs) It's a must have. (laughs) But yeah, like expensive things, mid-range, like Maybe you have just relatives who want to buy it, spend like 30 or 40 bucks on something nice yeah. that you're going to, that you wouldn't buy for yourself. So right. good variety. I agree with that. A few more things that I would definitely not miss out on would be like, we use Tupperware all the time, like Tupperware. every day. So Tupperware, that's something you might not think about. Appliances, we said the air fryer, definitely like a blender, a hand mixer, maybe a toaster, um, bedding. I had mentioned earlier, but like throw pillows, like all of our decorations came from our registry. And I think it's hard to justify like buying tons of decorations when you're newlyweds and you're kind of poor, but it's Mm -hmm. fun to receive those as gifts. Totally. But yeah, those are some ideas in terms of uh, registry. We'll include that list on our show notes as Mm -hmm. well. So totally. Anything else you'd add to that? I would say towels as well. It's a good one to have like bath towels because you might not think about that. That's a we good use them so have. much and hand towels too. And yeah, hand towels. we have tons of them, but we, yeah, we like, have, like, use them. Then you can wash them. You know, it's yeah. been two and a half years since our marriage, but we still have all of our original like bath towels and hand towels that we got from. Yeah, because we got so, a few different sets. Yeah, yeah. So that's really super nice. nice. Yeah, totally. So things you wouldn't think about, but it is kind of fun to make that together. And I would say make make a date out of mm-hmm. it and just sit down and like go through it. It's kind of exciting yeah. to think about. Okay. We're going to be living together in our house as a married couple. What do we want? Like, yeah. what things do we need? And it that's, yeah, that's really fun. And then don't forget to do the thank you notes afterwards yes. for all the great people who spend their time and money Definitely. to get you great gifts. I know, I know. Yeah, so, for sure. Them. Yeah. Okay. The next one, this is really important, especially for those of you who are kind of pushovers or kind of let people like walk all over you, which is definitely me and like a lot, I think a lot of us are like this. Remember, and especially for the women, you have the final say. Your mother-in-law, your mom, your dad, they don't have the final say. It's not their wedding. It's your wedding. And so don't let it become like contentious, but like there's a lot of different opinions. At the end of the day, though, it's your wedding. And so you get to decide. You get to make all the big decisions if you want to. If you want people to help you, you can ask for it and they can help you. But just make sure you set some boundaries. I think that's super important. Just do what feels right for you. And remember, like you're throwing this this marriage celebration and it's it's for you it's your mm-hmm. day it's not their day and so yeah i would just say like don't get too caught up in it but just make sure that if there is like conflict at the end of the day like you get to decide like the yeah. two of you together not totally. your parents or anyone else no i totally agree with that i've i've noticed there's been a couple of things that maybe ali didn't have the final say on in our wedding or those things became like really big stresses and like regrets for her because she didn't get to like choose it exactly how she would yeah. have wanted and so like that's a big thing and i'll say for like guys like at the end of the day like for us i think for the most part we're not as like so crazy about our wedding as our wives are going to be usually i mean yeah. there's always exceptions and like there's no judgment for me like that's totally cool but for the guys for the most part just like let your wives like make it their time and like support them and make sure that they're happy and like yeah. just be like that there for them to make sure that what they want and their vision is carried out to the best of their capability. Cause it's something they've been thinking about. Like for us, like we, we usually aren't thinking about our wedding until like the day You're of the engaged. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm okay. saying? <laughs> wow. <laughs> or early. Yeah. Whatever. Learn something and new. so just be like, be a support to your wife and make sure like understand that this is something that she's like dreamt about for a long time. 
So try to support her and help her throughout that process and understand that you're creating this together, but you're there to help her and make sure that she gets what she's looking for and that she's not being pulled by your family or her family or one way or the other that she gets what she really wants. I think that's going to be a big thing. Um, yeah, totally. Thank you. I just, while you were talking, it made me think one more thing about that is it is your day and you probably have things that you've wanted. For me, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of things I ended up compromising or maybe I just didn't type, take the time to think and be like, okay, what do I actually want? But at the end of the day, like, just remember that it is your day. And so figure out what's important to you and then stick to that. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, like even for me, when I went dress shopping, for example, I only, it was like the second dress I tried on and I was like, this is pretty, I like it. And I was with some friends and they're like, get this one. And so I just went for it. And so just be picky and make sure that what everything that you're doing, like, yeah, stick to what is true to you, not yes. what you think other people like will make anyone else happy because yeah. they don't really care as much as you do. It's your wedding. Totally, so. totally. Yeah, I think that wraps up that point. The next one is a big one. This is a little bit longer, but I think it's super, super important. It is something that I feel like we did well. Mm-hmm. In some regards, we almost took it too far, I think, but sure. it would be to have a budget and stick to your budget for your yes, wedding. Totally. Yeah. So basically just find out like how much do I do we have to spend on this wedding? I was really lucky with parents who had like saved up a certain amount and they said, okay, here's this amount we've saved up and they give it to they gave it to myself. They gave the same amount to both of my sisters and they say, okay, spend what you need to spend on your wedding and anything left over you guys can like mm-hmm. have for savings for when you get married, yeah. which is so generous. And a lot of, a lot of you are going to be like that. Some of you are going to have to save for your own weddings. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's different, yeah. but you know, you'll probably would be able to tell pretty quickly, like this is the amount of money that we have and then yeah. decide how much do we want to spend. And then, yeah. So what I would say is, if you are in a situation where your parents are going to be helping you with pay for your wedding, I would try to ask them if they can, if you can do a kind of a system that Allie and I were able to do where they give you a budget, like how mom, dad, how much are you willing to spend for my wedding? If we don't spend up to that amount, can we keep the extra for our honeymoon or can keep the extra for our savings or for starting our family or whatever? And just see if they're open to that. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect for every situation. Some families are better off than other families. Totally understand that. But just, you know, that might be a good option for you to start your wedding and save some money. Or if you're doing yourself, obviously, great to save money as much as you can. Yeah. And definitely don't assume that your parents are like planning on that, planning on you keeping the money, because a lot of us are in situations where like our parents, maybe they they don't just have like money to just spend on whatever. They're like, okay, I'll help you with your wedding, but I'm not planning on giving you like thousands Mm -hmm. of dollars to just yeah. put in a savings account like it just depends right. on the person and, like the thing would be like is if like your parents are like yeah we'll get we'll give you a budget of ten thousand dollars so that's how much we're planning to spend then you can say well if we spend five thousand we spend six thousand can we keep the extra four and help that to start off our wedding our marriage so we have an emergency fund or something yeah. like that you and know? a lot of parents would yeah be okay just something that. to bring just up make sure you talk to you them. know that's obviously not for every situation but something to bring up if uh, that works for you totally so just we wanted to elaborate on budget. We kind of made a list of some tools and things that worked for us for budgeting. And yeah, I we cut back on a lot of costs on our wedding. This goes back to an earlier point that we said, though. I would just say, make sure that you guys sit down and talk about like, am I, what things am I okay to compromise on and what things do I really want to like spend the extra money on? Yeah. So for us, we ended up spending a little extra money on a really nice venue because we were getting married in November. And I knew like I didn't really want to have my wedding in just a church building. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be nice. And I knew that would like having a beautiful building, you don't have to spend quite as much on decorating. So right. we talked about some things. There were some things that I feel like I maybe budgeted 
like I was a little too strict on and I could have spent a little more money. But at the end of the day, just make sure that guys are, that you feel comfortable with the cuts you're making mm-hmm. to your budget and the things that you are spending. Yeah. So the first point would be, this is something that I did, but consider making your own bouquet because flowers get really expensive. So you can use fake flowers from Hobby Lobby and like mm-hmm. make it way in advance. Or you can even go to like Trader Joe's or yeah. different markets and they have flowers, like fresh flowers oftentimes. And you can make a beautiful bouquet. My little sister did this. And if, or if you know someone who like likes arranging flowers or if you like arranging flowers, that's a really, really easy way to save a lot of money and kind of customize. Yeah. So, Next one of ways to save money is buy decorations for your wedding that you can, then you are going to want to use at home as well. So like decorations have double purposes or you could also find decorations you can rent, which is a great way. So you don't have to put so much down in investing in decorations. If you don't want to use these at home then you can rent them or we actually made a lot of them ourselves as well. Right. Totally. Yeah. So like going on Facebook marketplace and renting Mm -hmm. some or if you're really feeling like an entrepreneur, you could buy certain things that you know are like trendy and then mm-hmm. rent those out in the future to make some yeah, money absolutely yeah and and a lot of our wedding decorations we have in our home we have like cute signs that mm-hmm. say like love you like just cheesy sayings <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. yeah the next one would be you there's always the option to rent a dress instead of buying a dress um there's lots of different options with that but dresses are a huge cost and i know some people spend upwards of like four thousand dollars on a dress mm-hmm. and i spent like less than 500 on a really really nice like fancy designer dress but i rented it mm-hmm. so and that was with like two rentals anyway so there's definitely ways you can you can go to consignment shops you can look on facebook marketplace there's lots there's lots of ways that you can yeah. go about that but renting a dress is a great way if you are worried about the cost of a dress yeah i love that next one we talked about was like making your own playlist and playing your own music versus like hiring a dj you know, and that can get kind of expensive then you can also just have like one of your cool friends <laughs> be in charge of the music so you can put someone in charge we of like, all know that person who has yeah, really good has taste that, in music everyone has that one cool friend you could put that one friend who is willing to help for you maybe it's a groomsman or a bridesmaid or something like that have them be in charge of the music and kind of DJing the wedding they love yeah. to be involved and it helps to, to lower costs for your wedding yeah definitely but I do think that good music is a huge part of a wedding so if it is summertime I highly recommend you have your wedding outside maybe in someone's yard I this was like my dream we ended up being <laughs> getting married in November and so we we just found a cute venue and it was fine but if you have that option you could save so much money yeah. venues are a couple thousand dollars for one day like that is you could spend maybe five or six hundred dollars and help someone really like landscape their yard mm-hmm. or whatever and then you're still spending less and it's beautiful and yeah. whether if the weather is good then that shouldn't be an issue. So that's a great thing you can do. Another great idea is to have a dessert bar and let family members like bring treats like cookies, brownies. So you guys don't have to pay for catering, which is another great way to save on costs. And like people will still are going to get a fun treat, but it's not going to be so expensive because you're going to have like family members doing like a potluck style, just bringing desserts and, you know, kind of spreading it out, making it look nice. So that's another great totally. way to, to save money. Yeah. And I would just add to that, ladies, if you're listening to this, you could just get tons of cute like mix and match mix and match like cake platters like different things and just it can end up looking really cute i've seen Mm -hmm. people do it and it's like very cute and simple and just ask like each of your aunts or uncles to bring something and so yeah it's super simple another thing would be this was like a lifesaver for me i chatted with a lot of my married friends just to see if they had any like wedding decorations that i could use like old decorations and so that was super helpful because like even we have a lot of things that we did end up getting for our wedding that we don't 
like use right now in our house as decorations. And so mm-hmm. that's a really great way. A lot of your friends might have things that they're okay with you using as well. Yeah. Great one. Um, another good one is to ask around, like everybody knows people who like make cakes, or they do flowers, or they are photographers, like ask around to find the most inexpensive options to like sell those things for your cake, for your photography, videography, whatever yeah. it may be. Ask around who knows who you have a friend who does that. Can they help you with it and get a good deal? So. Right. Yeah. I ended up like after I got married, I've had, had a lot of friends tell me like, oh yeah, my florist was super cheap because it was a friend of a friend or uh-huh. this person was super cheap. And I'm like, dang it. I should have thought of that. So that's a really good way to save money. Another thing would be with wedding invites. I know some people spend like three or $4 on each invitation, but you are probably sending out a lot of invitations. So just keep in mind, there's really great inexpensive options for that. The website we used, this is not sponsored, but it was called Vistaprint. And they're really good. Like I think ours were like 40 cents an invite or something mm. really cheap, but there's even just like, I think Walmart has like, there's yeah. really inexpensive options that still look good. Because just keep in mind, like people are going to, it's just an invitation and they're yeah. going to put on their fridge. Like yeah, if, if that's important to you, spend the money on it. But mm-hmm. if it's not, that's something you can cut back on for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so those are the biggest things with budgeting. Just look for ways that you can save money on your wedding. That's going to help you out so much in the future, especially if you're, it's coming out of your own pocket or if you have a deal where you're able to save any extra. That's a great way to start your marriage off on the right foot and still have a wonderful experience. And it is kind of fun too, like working together and seeing how you can save money. It kind of gets you in the feel of like when you're actually going to be married, like you're going to be grinding and trying to save money and trying to count your pennies. And so it's kind of a fun thing to get that experience hands on when you're you're a couple before you get married. It's a a great preparation. It's really good practice. I agree with that. The next point would be just remember the reason why you're planning this wedding. You're starting your life together. So don't forget to work on your relationship. We talked about this earlier. Just work on things together, be involved together, let it be kind of a team effort. Mm-hmm. And then just to add to that, allow your family to help as well. Just like let friends and family and everyone like let them be a resource and yeah. really just work together and just have it be a team effort and I think you'll find that you're a lot less stressed out and a lot more able to mm-hmm. go through this stressful process of planning a wedding. Yeah, exactly. Like back to my last point with the budgeting, like I think couples like working together to plan their own wedding and not just having like one of them just like taking over and just planning it all up by themselves like that's what you're missing out on every opportunity to like learn more about each other strengthen your relationship and plan something big for both of you like working together to coming up with the perfect wedding for both of you is gonna be so much more meaningful than just one person doing everything that they always dreamt of you're gonna have a better experience you're gonna be practicing making big decisions preparing being able to overcome different obstacles like it's just gonna be a great like marriage preparation part for you is to work on planning your wedding together and not just having one or the other person or maybe your or your maybe you're like your mom or your mother-in-law taking care of everything but you actually work on it together to plan as much of it as you can because it's going to help you in your marriage to to be stronger and to be more organized and yeah. united. I couldn't agree more. Awesome. Our ninth point, we're almost done here, would be don't don't ever and this applies to so many things, but do not compare your wedding to other people's weddings. Don't try to like match the trends at the time. Just do what is true to you and be okay with that and be confident in that. This is something I'm still working on because I see other people's weddings. I'm like, dang it. Why didn't I do that? Oh my gosh. Or yeah, there's just so many, there are so many pieces that go into a wedding and it's so easy to compare and be like, oh, I I should have come to this venue or I should have gotten a dress like that or I should have done flowers like this. But ultimately, if you do everything that's true to you, we talked about this earlier, right? Like don't compromise because you're trying to please everyone around you. But if you do everything that's true to you and don't necessarily follow whatever's trendy at the time, but 
do something that you really love and that you always have loved or something that really feels right for you, you're going to be confident in it and you're going to love that. So um, even like, for example, with your hair, like decide how you want to do your hair and stick to that plan and do it. And don't Mm -hmm. compromise if someone's like doing your hair and they try to convince you like, oh, do your hair this way or do your makeup this way. Like just stick to what's true to you. Mm -hmm. And then really once it's done, just try not to compare to other people. Don't feel bad about like if your wedding looks a little differently than someone else's because there are so many things that we don't see that go behind the scenes. So totally just own it. Own your wedding. Own your decisions and just know that like your the wedding you're planning is gonna be perfect for you guys and doesn't have to be perfect for anybody else. But someone else probably would have done it differently. Follow our steps. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else probably would have done it differently, which is totally fine because you're creating a wedding and a life for the two of you, not for anybody else. So just remember that. Love that. Own your decisions. Totally. And then our last and I would say one of our most important steps, and we did talk about this a few times throughout this episode, but just really prioritize that time with each other. Go on dates, talk about your dreams and ambitions. This is like a really amazing time where you're preparing to embark on a journey together and a life together. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if when, I can't remember if when you talked about this in our last, in our episode with her mm-hmm. or not, but I know she's mentioned it in the past just about how with weddings, we get so caught up in like building our Pinterest board and having this yeah. perfect picture, perfect wedding that we don't really think about the life the life that we're building together and so so yeah just just keep that in mind that this is a time for you guys to prepare to be married it's a really exciting time of life understand the wedding is just one day it's a great day it's a day you're not going to forget it's an awesome day but it's just one day the rest of your life is starting afterwards so just understand and put your energy into what's going to be the most important like this is an important thing which i wanted to give an episode about it but at the end of the day the most important thing is going to be your relationship the relationship you guys have with each other relationship that you have with God, where you guys want to go in your life. That's the most important thing. So just don't lose sight of what's most important. Don't let this wedding become like the end all be all, but it's just a means to an end. It's actually, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of your marriage. It's, it's a great first step, but it's not the end. Like you got to make sure you understand what you're working towards, what the actual goal is. And the actual goal is a happy and fulfilling marriage, not just a great wedding that all your friends are going to be so jealous of. And they're going to be, you know, <laughs> The goal is that you have a very strong and happy and healthy marriage, not just a great wedding. Totally. Yeah. I think this past year with COVID, a lot of people have been forced to have smaller weddings, but mm-hmm. I think it's put into perspective, like they're still married and they're still happy and they're going to be fine. Right. Yeah. At the Like it really doesn't matter how big or how extravagant your wedding is. Yeah. It's, it's a great time to just like you're, you're creating a marriage and a life together. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's what matters. Yeah. So. And I'll just reemphasize, I know I've been saying this, but like, let the wedding be part of your marriage preparation. Like, let planning the wedding be part of your marriage preparation, be it something fun. You know, whether you're just planning what you, what's going to be on your registry or writing thank you notes or whatever part of your wedding it may be, let that be together. Let that be something that strengthens, unites you, not that drives you apart and just becomes this big stressful monster, but it's actually something that's really good for the both of you. So take the wedding planning as an opportunity to strengthen your marriage and be able to help you move forward and, and continue to accomplish big things. Absolutely. So that's our list that we've come up with. Hopefully it was helpful for you guys. We'll definitely include um, a few of these things that we talked about in our show notes for reference. Um, but yeah, hopefully, like I said, it was helpful. I would just to kind of sum it all up, just remember that your wedding is your wedding and no one else's and try to try to just have fun with the planning process and just enjoy it as much as you can. So. Yeah, guys, kind of a different episode, but we hope that you enjoyed. If you guys have any questions, as always, please reach out to us. If you like this episode, let us know. If you want to hear more about this kind of a thing, let us know. Maybe we'll interview like a wedding planner or something like that. If this is helpful yeah. for you. 
So anyway, let, us, let us know. Give us your feedback. Leave us a review. That helps us know what we're doing good or doing not so good, where we can improve. So we want to we hear from you guys. So we really appreciate that. Definitely. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time.